Welcome back to another day of trading on Dynasty Wall Street, where every week we take three players and react to their value using the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, let's go down to the floor with our traders, Russ Fisher, John Bosch, and Kane Fussell. Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher, John Bosch here this week to use Dynasty Trade Calculator and all of its calculating and ranking goodness to help gauge some player values, help you make some trades, help us make some trades, help just everybody. All right. It's been most of week two. We're actually recording on Monday, so we're two games behind because, hey, doubleheader Monday night. But we still have some players to talk about, and we're just going to jump straight in to quarterbacks. And... I picked Geno Smith to talk about this week. And a lot of the reason I did was because we, you know, Geno Smith was in that back end of quarterbacks where it was, yeah, this guy's probably doesn't have that much of a future, but he's going to score you some points. And he crushed it last season. We weren't sure if that was real or if that was flash in the pan or whatever phrase you want to use. They go out and get Jackson Smith and Jigba, but then they also go out and get Zach Charbonnet. Um, very underwhelming week one week two looked a lot better scared a little bit when dk metcalf got hurt but he came back into the game and he's scoring some points so really i'm curious to see what your thoughts are on geno smith when it comes to bringing him onto your competing teams and where he'll lie in that group of quarterbacks that are similar valued and in very similar situations let's start out with the picks where geno smith is 15.9 points in the calculator which comes in at a late first and a third it gets set to 15.8 so you know a third is a third especially if it's yours and you're competing and you pretty much you're not letting a deal fall apart by a third so i guess are you willing to give up your competing teams first to get geno smith on your team let's say you had aaron Rodgers, and you don't have Zach Wilson, or you just you just don't want to start Zach Wilson. So would you be willing to try and use that first to grab Gino to fill that spot? Probably. <laughs> um, doesn't feel great. Uh, that's going to be the cost. That's probably a fair cost at this point. Um, you know, he's got a long-term deal now with Seattle. So I'm not just using him as a rental for this year. It's probably... You know, I'm investing in my quarterback two spot for this year. And at least next year. next year and the year after, you know, like Seattle's got good weapons. <laughs> he does score fantasy points. Um, I don't think their defense is ever going to be like, you know, the Legion of Doom again. So they should because they just can't afford to spend that way anymore. So, yeah. you know, they should be in games where offense is needed and they put up points. So. Yeah, I mean, reluctantly, I'm going to guess that when we look at the list, there's going to be others that I would prefer more. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, like in the scenario where I had Rodgers, he was my quarterback too. And I don't feel that my team is a fake contender, right. that they're an actual contender that just happened to lose, you know, a key piece that's replaceable. Yeah. I would probably give that. It doesn't feel great. Yeah. And, and again, game. two game is really not a sample size to talk about, but it's all we can. You know, it, it. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing to get 10 points week one and 26 week two. 
because I don't know if that's a floor and a ceiling kind of thing, as opposed to 36 points divided by two would just, you know, be 18 every single week. I, I, I think I'm with John where I think there's other players I would rather go for, but I don't hate it. If it comes down to spending that late first to trying to get a non quarterback to put in my super flex spot or just getting Geno Smith, I think I just get Geno Smith. Like I'll spend that late first, late first on him. But like you, like every, even if when you weren't saying the words, the tones of which you were saying them is exactly how I feel. It's like, Ugh. yeah, Ugh. I mean, it's, it's fair. It's the right price. It's the move that if I have to make it, yeah. <laughs> it's the move I have to make. There's yes. no way around it. Uh, I don't, I'm not going out and seeking Geno Smith for a first but if that's my option, yeah. all right. But you try something for next week and it just doesn't work out. So you're yeah. like, oh, I need to. So the like list maybe I got I... by with Dobbs this week, but I don't really trust that. Or, yeah. you know, maybe I can, maybe I can just stream quarterback the rest of the year. There's a chance. Oh, maybe Jake Browning is starting next week. Uh, <laughs> this is not, not ideal. So probably just pay up the, for the first and yeah. you know, so who else could I get? Because. <laughs> There's four players who are almost worth exactly the same in the calculator, and they're all in very similar situations. The list is Derek Carr, Geno Smith, Matt Stafford, and Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, they're all the same. Yeah. Um, Stafford is last on my list just because I think he's got the most limited future beyond this year. This year, I think they're all basically the same. Don't really care. Uh, if I could get any of them for like two seconds, I'd rather that. Um, I think Carr is probably three for the same reason. Like I think he's got the least likely long-term outlook. Wilson and Gino. Hmm. Feels pretty even at this point. Wilson was definitely helped yesterday by a very late Hail Mary. The play you never see work worked uh i think i'll go wilson one gino two um they're in a tier and then Carr is kind of by himself and stafford is i mean i think stafford could just walk away at any point <laughs> their season could go real far south and <laughs> he could just be done all right well okay so i have the same tier up top as you i put gino first and it's purely because He's a Seahawk. We get you. Yeah, we yeah. saw it last year and what we saw out of Wilson last year. I I think we're closer to, I mean, again, Hail Mary aside, like looking better and hopefully Jerry Judy actually comes back and him and Mims actually grow a thing and maybe become Tyler Lockett light. But like we've seen Gino, we know what that offense is more or less. I, I feel safer with Gino than I do with Russell Wilson. But, I mean, Russell Wilson is still two, and I would greatly prefer him over the other two. I have Stafford third just because I think he's doing well enough now, and Cooper Cup should still come back. And while I love seeing Puka Nakua have a total of 35 targets in two games, that's not what an offense should look like. <laughs> you don't think that's sustainable? I love it, though. I love every part of it. It's real fun. Um, but I, I just I think it's a better team, and I think Stafford's a better quarterback. And I think that 
both of them can be one year. I really, really, it it was never in my head that Matt Stafford would walk away mid season if that if the season starts going bad. So I'm going to keep that out of my brain. I mean, I don't think he will. I'm just saying, it's like, possibility. Yeah, maybe he gets hurt and is just like, ah, let's shut it down. That's it. I'm done. I don't know. He just seems like the one that would be the least interested in trying to really fight hard to get back or something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like his drive might just not be there as much anymore. Uh, and I put Derek Carr last because he's just, I mean, he he only has played one game by where that time we're doing, we're recording this. So we don't know what Monday night looks like, but yeah. Eh. All right, so now running back, this one, Brian Robinson is a thing, apparently. And we wanted him to be a thing last year because it was just, you know, the story and because Antonio Gibson was just never going to be what we wanted him to be. But now, like, we were expecting a good committee. It looks like Brian Robinson is the guy, and it looks like that matters. Gibson was basically non-existent yesterday. Yeah, and, like, so... Brian Robinson is the guy in the Brian and Brian Robinson is scoring points. Like mm-hmm. it's not just that he has the workload. They're doing something with it. I'm loving this, you know, Sam Howell led offense. I was very like, he's not perfect, but he's doing well. And that makes me happy. But Brian Robinson looks like it's someone that you need to respect as a player. Like he was on my bench. Like I thought last week was a little more lightning in a bottle. Cause I just love finding those horrible cliches, but no, apparently like he needs to be started every week. It look at least that's what it looks like after the first two games, and that always comes down to all right, your team is competing. I know it's still a little early for you, John, but right now, which I assume it's going to go up, but right now Brian Robinson is at twelve point four in the calculator, and a late first is at fourteen. So, are you sending your competing first to go get Brian Robinson to shove in your running back spot for the rest of the season? Hell no. Why would I send my late first for Brian Robinson? I would much rather either shoot higher uh, for a team that started out 0-2. And you said it's early to to me. I literally just wrote down a note that says 2-0, and 1-1, 0-2. You should know if those are fake records or real records that reflect where you stand in your league. Like, you should know that by the end of tonight, where you actually stand. If you're a fake 2-0 do know that you're a fake 2-0. Like, maybe you just happen to have two good matchups. You're, you know, seventh in scoring, stuff like that. But you're first in the standings. Uh, you know, do a little in-depth research on your team and everybody else's team. Yes, we are only two weeks through. That's like, you know, one-seventh of the regular season in fantasy. It's not an insignificant portion. So, we are going by in chunks and a lot of people like to wait till, you know, we're a quarter of the way through the regular season. I mean, at that point, somebody else might've already jumped out in front of you to got to get the deal that you want. So right now you should know basically where you are in your league and you should know where everybody else is. Look for that team. That's got Derrick Henry. Look for that team. That's got Joe Mixon, like a late first, any first should be appealing for those guys. I would still rather have those guys than Brian Robinson. Um, maybe Brian Robinson's a little bit younger and has a better future. I don't care because it's a running back. I'm only looking at a one-year rental when I'm giving up my first. So if I'm going to give up my first for a running back, 
It better be a running back that has the potential to go out and just pull a Derrick Henry-style game and crush my opponent for me. And I just have way more confidence in running backs other than Brian Robinson playing for the Washington Manders. So, you know. You have more faith in Derrick Henry having a Derrick Henry-like game than yes. Brian Robinson having a Derrick Henry-like yes. game. I very much think Derrick Henry is more likely to have a Derrick Henry game. Yeah. And just to put it out there, you know, John, you know, sort of said it a little flippantly, but like week four is the week a lot of people do take inventory of their leagues, look at their team and try and see if they're going to compete or not. Start a now. lot of value is to be had to making your decision before then. And and that's what John was alluding to. And just to to put those words out there in plain English, like you can go and look. And again, if you play on my fantasyleague.com, um man, all play changed. record all play record is a the best indicator there is it's i mean unless you know that like you just happen to have a crazy blow up one week that just doesn't match your team in which case you should know like using the all play record on my fantasy league using points scored even is you know again not the best but if you want to compare yourself to your entire league compare yourself to your entire league it's real simple yeah um on mfl they, they changed their uh, drop down, so I had to go look to see where it was. Scores to power rank. That gives you a lot of different ways to look at your yep. at your standings in the league and not just with, with standings. Unfortunately, it also shows you your lineup efficiency. And no, I'll never look at that. Never, never <laughs> look at that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. truthfully, that is a pretty good indicator because if you're hitting like 95% and that's why you're 2-0, Maybe. But also that just okay. means you might have no depth on your teams because that's Maybe. what I try and do because I'm usually in the lower 70s and that's not good. Um, I, I agree. I, I feel like there are, like even with what we're seeing out of Brian Robinson, there's probably other ways I'll feel better about spending it, but I love that I have him on some of my teams. And if I'm competing, I probably wouldn't sell him for that late first unless I knew there was other teams that I can get different players from that I liked. I like, haven't actively chosen to start him through either of the first two weeks. I have him on benches. He has started in my best ball rosters. Yes. If I put him in there in week three, you know what's coming. I know. It, it, you absolutely have that chasing point feeling. Uh, um, yeah. But I still, I'm going, real. he was on one bench for me because I usually have him on my younger teams that maybe I'm deciding again, like, do I rebuild one more year or do I just push in? And he's helping me decide to just push in on one or two teams. But if I can yeah, get him no, for something I, less than a first, I'm very interested. You know? Yeah, if I can get him for an early, like a early to mid second, I'd feel so much better about that. Again, I know it could be a three pick difference, but there's a very big difference between a one and a two, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to trade value later on. Yeah, a couple of seconds, even like I'm closer, I'm way closer to being willing to give up a couple of random seconds than yeah. single solitary first. All right, so my list is mostly players in the same situation and, and then one older guy just because I like I like Aaron Jones, so I put him on the list anyway, even though he didn't play this week. So my list is, again, nice and short, James Cook, Aaron Jones, Brian Robinson, and Rashad White. Uh, this is a full list of guys that I don't want to give that first for. Yeah. Um, so at the top of the list is the 2024 first. <laughs> <laughs> that is... That's a tier of its own um, because I, I know with running back, I just don't have to either. I can wait. I can wait two more weeks. I can wait four more weeks. I can wait six more weeks 
And at some point there is going to be a running back that somebody just wants to get rid of because they are out of it and their team is old. Yeah. Well, uh, also you're going to have a lot of bad teams that have Brian Robinson and Kyron Williams and a lot of these running back, you know, zero running back where he most, well, I guess where he most was always that guy, but like a lot of these bad teams are going to have rather go out and get Kyron Williams or Mostert for what is probably half the price late second, early third. I mean, like I would give a second for either of those guys right now, quite easily. Uh, I actually wondered if you'd bring Kyron Williams because I was, kind of interested in talking about him. I, I should have claimed the running back. You yeah. should have claimed running back, and I probably should have done Kyron Williams, but, you know, having more shares, actually, actually, I probably even, but, like, Brian Robinson, for some reason, just stuck out to me. So how do I rank this list? Uh, Jones, despite the fact that he was hurt and didn't play, is the one that I have the most confidence in being, like, a major, major part of their offense, like the key point of their offense. Even though Jordan Love looked pretty darn good yesterday without him. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. All right. I'm not giving up a first for any of them. So just get that out of your head. Maybe don't. Maybe I can clear up. I can't rank. Right, but you're talking to me, and I'm like, I've moved on. I'm trying to carry. I'm trying to compare all of them to a first, and they all just. Oh, come no. Short, no, so. no, 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 no. Like, all right. So just comparing to each other, I think Jones just does not feel like he has any future at all. That's okay. They're all one-year rentals that I'm looking at. So I'm going to go Jones first. I think I'll go White second because I think he does have possible future as well. I'm going to I'm gonna go James Cook third just because that offense is so much better. And I'm going to go Brian Robinson fourth. There is no tear break. Yeah. This no. is this is shuffle up however you really honestly want. If you're Going after one of these guys, you should probably be going after all four and just trying to get whichever one you can get for the cheap offer that you're going to send. Yeah, like send a mid-late second to all four of them. They all get rejected. Send a second and a third. Who cares? Be like, oh, a little, yeah, just keep pushing it a little bit, pushing it a little bit. Um, my list is different except for Aaron Jones's one because that, to me, in the, it was pretty easy. Um, I have Brian Robinson second because – I like what that offense is turning into, and I think he has less competition than the rest of the players. Antonio Gibson is not competition whatsoever, and I so I, I'll put Brian Robinson out there a little more confidently than the rest. I have Rashad White next, mostly because he's the running back one on that team, and his biggest competition is an undrafted player in Sean Tucker. James Cook, I'm always scared because his running back one is his quarterback. And, and Latavius Murray got goal line carries yesterday. And, Yay, that's fun. Uh, and Damian Harris, who yeah, I hate, wears Damian number 22. Harris. Like, Najee, get off the wrong team. Like, yeah. like I, it's – the the Buffalo backfield has always been a mess, and a large part of it has to do with number 17 being their running back one. So I never want to put like James Cook has looked pretty good when you go back into the end of last season for the last six, seven games. He's looked pretty good. It just I don't think it's going to be consistent enough, especially if we're in the realm of you probably need to spend a late first to get James Cook. I'm definitely not doing it. Yeah, I, I know you don't want to spend a first on any of them, but like I would just, add for I would add any of these players for a second, second, third and fourth, like yeah. whatever, maybe my 2024 second and 2025 second like if i really had to 
Yeah, because like they're fine. They're year. all fine. They're all fine to start. I they would all be in my starting lineup on any team. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, running backs always the last thing I do. And in my leagues, you only have to start one. Yeah. So like I have plenty of leagues where I have very good teams, and then JK Dobbins was my running back. Like if I could throw a second and get any of them, I would absolutely feel fine putting them as my only running back on my team. Go offer a third for Zach Moss. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah, there's sorry. definitely many ways you well i just want jonathan taylor back all right so (laughs) but that's a different conversation that's right he is supposed to come back ah yes yeah we'll see how that goes crossing those fingers all right who do you got at wide receiver for us well you alluded to him earlier mr target hog puka Puka nakua let's talk puka i don't know that we've ever talked about puka nakua on this show except for the the, the 10 15 minutes ago Yeah. yeah no never never Never. Um, so I'm going to start by saying I have a decent amount of Pukunikua on my Me team too. because it's awesome. And who else do you who Like I took him in so many third round, fourth round drafts. Like yep. he's just sitting there and like, what do I, I don't care. So it's not like I knew he would, would be anything. And yeah, guess I like what? him as a player. I still and, don't know that he will be anything. <laughs> and because I am so barely invested, <laughs> but I am heavily invested because yep. I have a lot. Um he's now the player where I'm like, okay, I want to get rid of half. <laughs> I want to I want to cut, you know, if I have him on 20 teams, I'd like to get rid of 10 of them, which is probably about the number. So yep. I, I should probably be trading some what? What can I get for Puka Nakua? Last week after week one, I said, you know, if I can get two seconds, good God, give me that in a heartbeat. Like I turned a third or a fourth in the two seconds. Like that's a smash every day of the week. Well, he had a really good game. Yeah. <laughs> Another really good game. So he comes in on the calculator at 18.2. What? Somewhere between a mid and late 2024 first. So we're talking like the 109, somewhere in there. Like, holy cow. That... Are you serious? Wow. I... I, that is one of the bigger DTC overreactions I've seen in a long time. Oh, I, I think it's probably not wrong. Uh, if we're just like, again, DTC is never saying this is what DTC believes the player yeah. value should be. It's trying to reflect the community. And half the people would say that's too much. Half the people would say that's not enough. As low, as, at least that's how it's always been explained to me is like, that's what they're trying to, they want to be the house. They want to be split down the middle. Um, and, I mean, you've seen it. People have already fallen in love. That is a factor. People like Puka. It's fun to say his name, Puka Nakua. It is. That is a factor in his value. I really do think it is. Um, would you give, th- like, you you know you're going to the playoffs and you think you have a chance to contend. So your first is probably going to end up, you know, somewhere between that 108. 112. You giving that up for Puka Nakua, Russ? No. no. Are you giving Puka Nakua up for any first? It will hurt my soul to do it, but oh, yes. God, yes. Okay, so here's the thing. I I liked Puka Nakua before the draft. Like, I'm a sucker for the X body type, and he's a big dude, but he doesn't play like it. He's really good in space, so that dichotomy of a player really intrigued the hell out of me so i grabbed him in almost every fourth round i 
And, you know, if my team's competing, I never have any picks whatsoever. So I picked him up on the waiver wire after a couple of drafts. So I have a, I have a decent amount of shares. I am loving started putting him in my starting lineup, which there was only one I didn't because my team was, of course, had I known I should start him over Josh Jacobs, I would have done it. But, you know, I, I, I'm not going to hold on to any of that when the fact that I paid absolutely nothing, I can get a first for him right now. And Cooper Cup, 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 like, I don't think Puka can just completely disappear when Cooper Cup comes back. But there's a very big difference between getting 15 and 20 targets a game to getting seven or eight. And he can fall from being a chance of being the wide receiver one to being a steady wide receiver three. And if you can get a first for what someone that can be a steady wide receiver three, you just do it. Like, yeah, chances are you did not plan on having this guy in your lineup and you can probably do better things with that first. Then, yeah, I, I it will. I won't be happy to do it because I liked the player. I, I'm having fun watching him doing what he's doing, but that value is just too good to, to pass up. Yeah, when you can take that profit, take it, save a little bit. If you've got him on multiple teams, maybe keep one or two. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so like I will always hedge. That's like I'm scrolling through the trade wire on dynastytradecalculator.com and Puka straight up for Damian Pierce. I'd keep Puka just because I never believed in Pierce, but Puka straight up for Keenan Allen. Give me Keenan Allen all day. Oh, I mean, I can see that. Uh, but I, I think that's a trade where right now you probably want Puka because you could trade Puka for more. Yeah. But in in a few weeks, I, I think that's probably going to be one that you're thinking, um, uh, maybe I should have just kept Keenan Allen. Yeah. Keenan like, Allen got some good work yesterday. So. Oh, yeah. I loved, yeah. I'm loving watching Keenan Allen get that work. Um, but also, I saw Puka Nakua in a second for a first, which seems less good now that his value in the, in the calculator is caught up to being worth a first on its own. But I loved the idea of Puka in a second for a first last week. Yeah. So did I. So I'm, and I'm still pretty much there that if it made me, if I have to throw in my late second to get a mid first, then I do it. Of course, it's so early. Who knows where those land, but in theory. All right. So what's your list look like? Okay. So the list, I I really am curious how you are going to do this. So we've got Puka Nakua, mm-hmm. Christian Watson, Jahan Dotson, Ooh. Calvin Ridley, and Jerry Judy. Oh, like, Legit, how is this is the value? If you I checked multiple times to make sure I had the rankings correct and that he is falling in the right group in in the rankings. And I'm like, this is nuts. Like this the the, really it's uh I'm curious, how do you rank these? Wow, this is actually rougher than I thought it would be. I put Calvin Ridley up top and I'm stuck. Um it's really hard for me to not give up on Jerry Judy at I this know. point. And, 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 and it makes me so sad. Cause I, and I, like more than anything, I'm just annoyed with Christian Watson, not playing right now, especially with like, what is his name? Like Dion Wicks crushing it right now. Dontavian. Like, Dontavian Wicks. Thank you. I knew it started with a D and then I knew I was going to call him Dion because Dion Warwick and Wicks. I, I knew I was going to screw that up. But I still think I put Christian Watson second just because I think the value is still there. And I do honestly believe the second he comes back, he's going to get a lot of those targets back. You know, he's just better than than a lot of these players. Um, 
honestly, I'm going to put Puka third because he's scoring the points and I want Jahan Dotson to do more, but he's not. Um, so I'm going to put Puka third, Jahan Dotson fourth, and Jerry Judy fifth. And it makes me want, like, it makes me really, really sad to say all these words I just said out loud. But, like, I more than anything, you I want Jerry Judy to come back and crush it. Russ Fisher hates Jerry Judy. Russ Fisher saying. hates Jerry Judy. It's it's out there. Totally like, I, I would be so happy that if in three weeks I feel like a jerk and needed to put Jerry Judy second. It would make me so happy to be wrong here. But I, I'm i not there anymore. I'm always happy when you're wrong. So it's That That's is true. true. That is very. <laughs> um, I also have Ridley number one. Uh, like welcome back Mr. Ridley very happy that he is back and oh man did you see him like try and catch that touchdown and slam himself into the into the oh yes that made my knee hurt so bad that made uh, I I cringed to the point where my daughter please don't be hurt please don't be hurt please don't be hurt my daughter who's in the other room ran in to make sure I was okay (laughs) (laughs) so he's number one I have I have Watson number two okay I have Judy three. I am not ready to give up on Jerry Judy because I don't hate Jerry Judy like Russ Fisher does. Russ Fisher just hates Jerry Judy so much. So uh, I have Dotson four and Puka five. So so when I started seeing this list, this is what I realized. Okay, I don't want to trade Puka for a first (laughs) Mm -hmm. because if I could just trade him for one of these players. Now, granted, I don't know why somebody would want to do a positional one for one trade. That doesn't seem to make sense. But if I can work, you know, Puka for Christian Watson, and then I give a running back, they give a running back, whatever, you know, like something like that. Yeah, yeah that's the deal I want to make. <laughs> I want to go out and turn my third or fourth round rookie draft pick into Christian Watson. Yeah. In the like, Calvin Ridley. Like um, uh like Kane would say, if you were here, of a breath of fresh air on top of Puka for the rest of these, and it's pretty easy. Yeah, like I, yes, now there is a player associated with that draft, but if you kind of try to treat the player like they are still the draft pick, it becomes absurd. Like to take the player, maybe, maybe he is going to be the one that sustains. But like anytime I saw those lists that popped up yesterday. I'm like, oh, Kiki Kuti. Yes, I remember his name for like two months. It was massive. Yep. And then just plummeted. Um, who was there? Was a, there was a wide receiver for the Jags that, like, he, I think he was hurt his first year, came back in his second year, skyrocketed up. Now he's just falling off the face of the earth again. I mean, there's so many of them for the Jaguars. There was Alan Hearns. There was Dede Westbrook. There was so like last year. Well, Justin Blackman kept coming two back. But that was drug related. Um, no, it was like two years ago. Oh, um, I thought no. it was for the Jags. Yeah. DJ, DJ Chark. Well, yeah, he had a, no, he had a great rookie season. Okay, maybe it was just his rookie. Oh, and he was he maybe he was hurt in college, so he fell in the draft or something. Maybe but, like something yeah. happened in like he skyrocketed up in value from where he was. Should have yeah. cashed out everything. Yep. So there's much more than that than there are of these guys holding on. Yes. The value. Yeah. More likely, more likely than not, Puka Nakua's value is about as high as it can get. Yep. All right. I, It'd be tough to increase further from here. All right, so I think we have talked about Puka enough. Now, yep. and the tight ends. I, 
Also have tight end. I'm going to be honest. It's really hard for me to find a tight end that I find at all interesting. I mean, the answer is Travis Kelsey. Like, um, Mark we Andrews. Talk, we TJ talked Hardison. about him last week. I've, I'm loving Sam Laporta right now. Yes. Yes. He would be extremely fun to chat about, but uh, he's obviously expensive. <laughs> so let's not talk about expensive. Let's talk about Luke Musgrave. I'm actually interested in him. He comes in extremely cheap on the calculator. Comes in at 7.2. Well, I think it's extremely cheap if you're talking about a young tight end and tight end premium leagues where people yep. just value them higher. Uh, comes in at 7.2. That's your 2024 second and third. So somebody may have drafted him in the second, maybe in probably in the third. Like that feels like the area he was probably going in yeah. in most Superflex tight end premium drafts. Uh, late second, early third, somewhere in there. So his value doesn't seem to have really increased, but it does feel pretty secure to me at this point. Now, granted, Christian Watson was out, and so was Aaron Jones, but he seems to have a role in the Green Bay offense. He is paired up with a young quarterback, maybe the young quarterback and the young tight end form that relationship that we see happen from time to time. And he becomes a key piece of this offense. So you need a tight end um, because you have Kyle Pitts and just never going to happen. Well, it's going to happen eventually, but apparently not in Atlanta for the love of God. Not with Arthur Smith and not with Desmond Ritter. I mean, like, I don't know how many, how much of it you saw yesterday with Pitts, but there were times he's wide open in the end zone. And I think one of the balls might have been targeted to him. And it was like way over his head. <laughs> and then I think the guy almost caught it behind him. I'm like, should not have gone. To, was he throwing that pits? I, I, he probably wasn't really throwing it to pits. He could have. He was wide open. Hopefully they'll be in the, hopefully they'll be in the Kyler drama coming up. Uh, that's going to be coming up at the end of this year. That'll be interesting. So, you need a tight end because you are you have two more years to wait before Kyle Pitts uh, pays off any kind of value of any kind in points. Um, would you give your second and third for Luke Musgrave? I just think there's better places to put it. Again, like yeah. there's, there's players that are scoring more points now that you can get than Luke Musgrave, who could be very well, like you said, a very decent long-term asset at tight end. But I don't care enough about decent long-term assets at tight end. I, I'd rather go find someone who's scoring a whole lot of points right now. Like, can I, you, I mean, can you hey. give me an example? Because this is your your thought process is exactly what my thought process was. Was oh, for a second and third, I feel like I should be able to get somebody better. Can you give me an example of a tight end that is scoring better points, <laughs> and you could get for a second and a third? I mean, okay, so I just pulled up points per game. Again, this is in the Trade Addicts Leagues, which is 0.75. The first two names that came to my mind were Hunter Henry and Zach Ertz. And I think both of them are very, like, I think you, you send a second for Zach Ertz. I think if they're not competing, that gets snap except. Oh, God, yes. So does Hunter Henry. Do you have confidence they keep scoring like that, though? Mm-hmm. Do you? Mm-hmm. Wow. I was ready for this offense, not with Hunter Henry specifically, but – with 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 O'Brien there, I was ready for this offense. Not 
to be crushing it, but like to be good. So I'm ready to believe. Maybe not 20 points a game, ready to believe, but you know, ready to believe that he will be someone you feel fine starting every week. Um, I wonder Henry, Henry, there's no way he costs a second, right? He's got to be less than that, doesn't he? After two 20 point games, he'll cost a second. Oh, God, that'd be gross. I'll do it. I'll still do it. Um, I mean, still, I don't think you have to pay first for Evan Ingram yet, just because they're not. Oh, I think you definitely have to pay a first for Evan Ingram. Like, I mean, he hasn't, you know, 13 points and 16 points, and that offense did not look good this week, which really hurt my soul. Evan um, Ingram comes in at 8.6 on the calculator. I think that might be, like, right on that borderline of late first, early second. Like, more than a second, maybe less than a late first, something like that. I believe enough in Darren Waller to still send a second for him. Even though that, oh, man, week one and most of week two, <laughs> what that offense looked like. I still have faith that they'll. Darren Waller comes in as a thirteen on the calculator. Yeah, he'll be higher up there. Um, (laughs) That's what I'm saying. You have to like you have to be able to get this accepted. I will say Hunter Henry and Zach Ertz. I think those do both get snap accepted for a second. Honestly, I think enough people are tired of Waller that if they didn't just trade for him, they'd still be fine getting rid of him for a second. Really, Ingram was a stretch. Ingram was absolutely a stretch. I'd be surprised to see either of those get traded for a second. I mean, that's all that I want to spend a second on. But, like, man, Kylan Granson has double-digit games in the last two weeks. That's interesting. Even though we have to hope that Anthony Richardson's okay. Because concussion. Um, yeah. But, like, I'm not putting my faith in Cole Komet, even though he has double-digit games. I'd love, I'm really curious to see what Hayden Hurst does today. And did not hit the list at all, which is amazing. Yeah. Even with all those names you mentioned, I have a list of four. You didn't touch any of them. I, I am ve- well, yeah. Oh, but also, real quick, I just remembered this when I talked to—I was talking about Puka Nakua last week because you know what he did last week. Someone traded him straight up for Luke Musgrave again last week, well before this game. I wasn't thrilled I think, with it. I think I would have wanted Puka there. <laughs> yeah, um, like I again, I I got it from the point of you drafted him in the fourth and you traded him for a dude that's probably got drafted at the end of the second in a tight end premium league. You, you profited. That's cool. I would still want someone with more upside or at least scoring more points now. Like it didn't seem like the optimal move though. I get it. All right. So what I list? can't say that I'm giving my second and third for Musgrave. If I was super desperate at tight end and that's literally the only hole I had on my team, then maybe um, when, when you say it's better spent elsewhere, I agree for me, it's better spent not on tight end at all. Oh, <laughs> like, fair enough. Yeah. Just completely leave that position. Just leave it be a hole. Spend the second and third and go get a running back. Like, yep. Um, Just add I, five I, points per game to your running back or wide receiver room and let Noah Fant score you three, four points a week. Oh, yeah, I don't want to do that either. Uh, <laughs> just tight end position, just not fun. All right, so the list at this not fun position. Luke Musgrave, mm-hmm. Chigo Conquo, mm-hmm. Jake Ferguson, and Gerald Everett. All right. I am, I'll put it out there now. I've, I'm a Gerald Everett person. He's actually scoring points, isn't he? I think <laughs> he didn't do great week one. He did pretty well this week. Yeah. Donald Parham is really annoying right now. Oh, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm still putting Everett at the top of this list, and I have to be like full transparency. I have no idea what Jake Ferguson is doing this season. I think he's, I think he's got like uh, he's 16, about 17 total points. He put up 
four and a half week one, 12 and change in week two. I, I was never that into that guy. I, I feel like I saw somebody tweet out something about like his background stats, you know, like routes run. Yeah, routes run. Things is like right. that. And I'm like, oh, these are all the good stuff for Kyle Pitts too. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to put Gerald Everett one because I've always liked the player and the offense is good. And I have to just hope that he stops losing end zone targets to other tight ends. I'll put Luke Musgrave second because he's the next best combination of points and future to me in this. <sighs> I don't really care. Like I guess Ferguson third and chig fourth just because of their offenses yes i have musgrave first only because of the age difference yeah um, I, do I, have, yeah. I have Everett second but i figured i i would i would be alone with that one just because again like, this is me like fighting my bias of the player himself but still thinking that he's above musgrave. Like, i want to be able to steal the points and get some age <laughs> it yeah. might not be the right mix but if I'm going to invest here, I'm going to take the shot that it is. Like if I'm going to gamble on somebody on this list, I'm going to gamble on a person that might get me points now and might get me a future. Yeah. Everett should get me points now. Future, maybe not so much. The other two are maybe they have futures, but they don't seem to be getting like really uh, involved points right now. So it goes Musgrave, Everett. The, the last two, I, I, I just flip a coin. I yeah, don't care. that's um, really what came into go mind. Go Ferguson for the possible unknown. Go Chig for the fourth. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that, that those two are just. I like the idea of going and getting Hunter Henry in or Zach Hurts. I, I feel like I went for all off season to see if I could get him for like thirds. Uh, now he's probably just on a lot of my rosters. And I, I don't know that I've punched him into the starting lineup. Cause I just don't feel comfortable with it. Like he's probably there on some of my benches just in case like Andrews or Kelsey gets hurt, which they both were in week one. Yep. And I still don't remember putting in Ertz. I did. I probably, well, put, I probably put like Sam Laporte I, in. Well, see the thing is like, I didn't put Ertz in week one because it wasn't sure if he was going to play. And I'm really bad at checking actives and inactives for the second, for the four o'clock games on the East coast. Um, but I put him in everywhere in week two, just because the uh, target share he got was very, very high. <laughs> I only know to check it because red zone is very nice on Sunday. And when they come out flashes in a big Scroll red the, line. Oh yeah, that's right. I know. Like <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm like yeah. Oh yes, that's right. Okay. Who is it that I had? To, Cause there's always like one player that I have to yeah. be watching for. I'm like, okay, who was that? <laughs> so. Yep. All right. Well, we are shutting down the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse. John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Kane Fassell at Debbie underscore Kane. Ring the bell. We are out of here.